<clears throat> I think it is effective to constrict your anus 100 times, dent your navel 100 times in succession every day. You can do so at a boring meeting or in a subway without being noticed for you to do so. I have known 70 year, a 70 year old man who has practiced it for 20 years. As a result, he has good complexion and has grown 20 years younger. His eyes sparkle, he is full of vigor and happiness and joy. He has neither complained nor borne a grudge under any circumstances. Hello and welcome to episode 561 of Under the Cull of MS. This is a Wellness Wednesday episode. That was a little quote, quote from Hiroyuki Nishigaki from How to How to Goodbye Depression If You Constrict Anus. 100 times every day, <laughs> malarkey or effective way. <laughs> uh, just constrict that buttocks. All right. This is a Wellness Wednesday episode. Got some basic updates, and then we'll just talk about whatever. Uh, as far as sugar flush goes, still going. Still doing all right with it. Same with the 20 hour fasting. But I'm still boring with what I'm eating. Uh, it's basically my one main meal a day is a large salad with cucumbers, tomatoes, whatever I can toss on top of it uh, healthy wise uh, and then I'll throw some meat in there if I feel like it or I'll just make a side of some type of brown rice or those rice noodles that I picked up that are sugar free uh, or I'll just have meat with some veggies on the side and some cheese, couple cheese, some cheese chunks. And then sauce-wise is usually some type of hot sauce or a dark mustard that I found that has no added sugars to them. Uh, I did find one that was a dark Dijon-style mustard with jalapenos in it so that one's a nice little flavorful one to go with the meat the meats i've been eating either ground sirloin ground beef uh chicken chunk or turkey or pork loin tenderloin and i do have a beef tenderloin i'll be thawing out next week but just basically trying to clean the freezer out of older foods and meats and just going with what I can. Not too exciting. My nighttime snack is 
maybe some cheese or I've been picking up these really nice big radishes. I've been slicing, slicing them up like potato chips, something to satisfy me potato chip style wise, but it's just sliced radishes, uh, popcorn. And I did pick up yesterday. I haven't had any yet, but blue corn chips are sugar-free, so I'm going to try some of those probably this following week. But yeah, that's my basic layout. Uh, one to two cups of, well, bigger cups of coffee, black, during the day. Other than that, just water. And that's my boring-ass sugar flush, but yeah, it's going fine. I... Get the munchies throughout the day, and I just take a big, couple big gulps of water, and that usually gets rid of that. Uh, I'm going to try and do, probably this afternoon, another walking video. I haven't done one in a week, because the weather got cold again, but then I had a bunch of Stuff I needed to get done for the household. And so I wanted to get that out of the way. But yeah. That's where we're at right now with that. I'm liking it. I have, I don't even know where we're at with it. How far we're into it. I'm guessing it that we're two weeks in. Two to two and a half weeks in maybe. But my next blood test for my doctor is, I think, May 22nd. And then May 26th, I have to go in for a wellness exam and, like, a few other things that they had in me. Like, four other things, I think, that were in my records that hasn't been done or is needed to be done. So, I told them to just sign me up, get it all done and over with. All in one shot, and we'll go from there. It'll be the day after my wife's birthday for that. And then my blood test will be the day before my birthday. And I'm going, and I'm sh sure we'll do some stuff, go out to eat and stuff like that that week. So at least I get my blood test before I start to get bad again. I probably, probably will be off my sugar flush the week before that. But who knows? It's... The way it's been going, I'm fine with it, running it till maybe the 22nd of May at least. We'll see what happens, see how I feel that weekend before to, if we have anything going on. I know May 6th is free comic book day, and that's going to be a big day of running around. And But I don't plan on being bad on that day hopefully let's see how it goes with running around see how hungry i get but probably stop maybe at a japanese restaurant or something like that they got some good ones in the area that we're going but we'll see what's up more than likely i'll just stick on my flush and get through the day and then have my big old yummy salad at night <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
I do have some smoked oysters set aside for maybe this weekend while I'm watching some hockey. I have some frozen mussels that I want to try out, see how well they hold up being frozen. If they taste good, they're one of the cheapest seafoods out there right now. I can get a big bag of them for, I think it's like a two pound bag of mussels for $4. Whereas salmon, haddock, cod, catfish, shrimp, all that stuff's just skyrocketed in price. They didn't even have any really good deals during Lent. Which surprised me, they usually run a ton of great deals during that time of year. But, what you gonna do? We don't control the environment. Our wonderful governments control all that shit. And I, I call it all bullshit. Gas prices being jacked up, but yet the gas companies are having the biggest profits ever the past few years. Food companies jacking everything up, which we is making restaurants go to doubling the prices of their sandwiches and platters and all that stuff. And nowadays two people go out to eat and you're spending 25, 30 bucks for a meal. And that's just beyond ridiculous, but it's not much cheaper cooking it yourself either. So that's, it's not good times at the moment. Everything's just skyrocketing in price. Uh, but what you going to do until the world wakes up, we can't do much else about it. So if we need it, we got to pay for it, but let's get to some MS talk. Let's see. Some non-approved symptoms. Their treatments for multiple sclerosis. Uh, like I mentioned last week, I don't, my neurolog, MS neurologist doesn't plan on me going on another DMT for at least disease modifying treatment for at least four years, possibly 10 years, possibly the rest of my life after doing the second year of Maven Cloud here which I'm hoping doesn't set off an exasperation or a relapse or something that's really bad. But we're just going to have to see until I find a new new neurologist if I need to, or this one's just not really helping me out with any of my things I request. So why should I stick with him if he doesn't care to help me along the way with the things I ask? But disease-modifying treatments are considered the best strategy currently available to slow the natural progression of multiple sclerosis. The DMT can manage symptoms and relapses, also called exasperations or clinical attacks. But, like, I, I mean, I'm not a doctor. Talk to your doctor about everything. Get everything set up through them. See what they can help you with. Let them know what you want to do or what you're thinking about doing or ask them any questions. Write it all down so you have it all in front of you when you're at your appointment. It helps because I forget pretty much everything once I get there. 
but I don't know. Did the DMTs in the past help me? I had so many side effects with Copaxone and problems with it and skin irritations and my MS hugs were more prevalent during the Copaxone period. And lots of other issues. My gait was terrible. I just cognitive functions were bad. I had lots of days where I was curled up underneath a blanket, just suffering out different types of pains and issues. And then I went to Ocrevus, which they kept screwing up my script and my infusions. Each time I was supposed to go in, ended up being up to a month to two months past their due date because of problems with the neurologist getting paperwork out, getting the company to get things out. And it just messed up my system even worse because the crap gap starts around the fifth month and you're supposed to have your infusion every six. And I had lots of issues back then with my MS problems and all the pains and gait and vertigo, dizziness, spasticity, and on and on and on I could go. So with those two therapies, I'm like, okay. I felt like complete and utter shit during those periods. Were they helping me? Or were they just giving me a bunch of extra side effects? And then I did Mavenclad. First year was a little rough. Second year, a little bit better. Halfway through the second year, I started feeling better than I felt in 15, 20 years. Yeah, I had all my major ongoing issues fatigue pain numbness tingling vertigo bladder issues all that shit just on and on and on but i was using my cane less i was having pain less Uh, my spasticity was down and it's just I was happy where I was at, and then I go into the doctor, and the neurologist tells me, hey, good to go. Supposed to have, I had an MRI that morning. was told months before that that we're going to get the MRI done, and then I'll wait an hour or so for my neurologist appointment. Then we'll be able to go over the scans together and look at everything, and of course... I sit down with him and he's like, oh, do you have an MRI today? I haven't looked at it yet. It's like, thanks. I was looking forward to this for months. Wanting to see my scans and talk them over. Apparently, he don't give a shit. (laughs) It's like, uh, he's happy with it. And he even said, I'm sure nothing's changed. Well, then why did I spend all that money to get a fucking MRI? If nothing's changed in your mind and you know everything. So that kind of pissed me off. But what you going to do? But DMTs 
that are approved by U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, currently on their list. And there's more than this on the list today, so I don't know when this article was written. But interferon beta-1A, which is Avonex, interferon beta-1A rebif, pigon teferon beta-1A, which is plegarity, Glatamir acetate, which is wonderful copaxone, which most people get put on right away, that are in relapsing remitting MS. Patoxentrone, which is nomentrone. Natalizumab, which is Tasabri. Pingalamod, which is Jelenia. Teraflunamide, which is Abagio. Dimethylfumarate, which is Tecfidera. Elemtuzumab, which is Lemtrada, Ocrelizumab, which is Ocrevus, and Delfampridine, which is Ampira. I know Mavenclad should be on that list. And I can't think of the names off the top of my head at the moment, but I know there's at least probably five other ones I know of that should be on that list right now. Uh, some drugs that are currently in clinical trials for the treatment of multiple sclerosis and moving towards federal approval or may have the federal approval by now. Vasodoxyphene has shown promise as a remyelinating agent in people with relapsing remitting multiple sclerosis. Vasodoxyphene may be able to restore that layer and improve that layer of myelin, which is the protective sheath that surrounds our nerve cells, and improve communication with the central nervous system. The drugs clomastidine, your clomastine and erythropoietin have also shown beneficial effects attributed to remyelination in phase two clinical trials. These are just a few drugs currently in multiple sclerosis treatment pipeline. I have not heard of those, but we will see if we see them out on the market soon. Uh, Although drugs that have been approved for treatment of multiple sclerosis are important in the fight against MS, sometimes DMTs are not enough. Often other medications are used off-label to treat various symptoms, like for pain, low-dose naltrexone, is used as a pain medication due to its action as an anti-inflammatory. It's shown clinically shown to improve pain symptoms and quality of life in individuals of multiple sclerosis, low dose naltrexone, LDN, particularly if taken at night may sometimes have a side effect of sleep disturbances such as nightmares or insomnia. People with MS sometimes suffer from comorbid depression. Antidepressants may be used to help reduce the negative symptoms associated with depression in these individuals. 
and they also have potential side effects from changes in weight to fatigue. For fatigue, to combat the symptom of fatigue or feeling tired, wakefulness promoting drugs such as amphetamines like Adderall are sometimes prescribed, which I've asked for, requested, and all they, my freaking neurologist says no. And puts me on Ritalin, which sucked. Puts me on, I forgot what the other one was, which sucked, didn't do a damn thing. It didn't even have weird side effects like Ritalin. just made me feel all weird and <laughs> just messed up. It's just the way I felt no kid should feel. And they're giving that to kids like candy. Uh, so I would have liked to have tried Adderall, but nope. Uh, some of the most common side effects of Adderall include dizziness, headache, and nervousness, or anxiety. Some practitioners also use modafinil. That's the other one I had was modafinil, which is Provigil to treat MS-related fatigue. And the phone's nowhere near me, so I ain't going to be able to reach it at the moment. So you're just going to have to hear it ring four times till the machine picks up. Uh, for movement. Issues such as spasticity, tremors, and gait, walking dysfunction. A doctor may consider prescribing clonazepam, clonopin. Side effects of this drug can potentially include addiction. Delfampridine Ampura is also another medication that has been shown to improve ambulation in people with MS. For relapses and overall therapeutic effect, sometimes immunosuppressant drugs are also used to help treat multiple sclerosis. These are not approved by the FDA for MS treatment, but there is some science to support their use in reducing relapses. These include mycophenolate, mofetal, which is Celsept, or cyclophosphamide, which is cytoxin, and azathioprine, which is imurin. I have not heard of those. Uh, looks like my minocycline is an antibiotic. Rituximab, an antibiotic. Rituxin is an ant antibody that targets white blood cells, has additionally shown promise as a safe and effective therapeutic tool. And just talk it over with your doctor, find out what they suggest, see what they know about what's coming up in the near future, see if they can give you any uh, things to help with stuff coming out in the future. And see what, see how your ride goes, I guess. And everybody's different. And it's a snowflake disease, so we all deal with it differently. We all have different issues from it and effects from it. And we just got to see what works best for us at the time and decide with our doctors what we're going to do as far as disease modifying therapies and lifestyle changes and all that go. Uh, 
Let's talk about secondary progressive MS, where I'm at. It is diagnosed in people who have previously been diagnosed with relapse and remitting MS. Symptoms include various cognitive, motor, and neurological symptoms, depending on how MS impacts the central nervous system. Transition from relapse and remitting MS to SPMS can be gradual or swift, and it varies from person to person. SPMS can be challenging for doctors to diagnose. I had a friend that I haven't seen her, I haven't heard nothing from on any social platforms. In, oh, it's been over a year and a half, two years. And last I, last we talked, he ended up having some issues and then i heard that he was put into a home bedridden because of a huge relapse flare-up type thing and i have not heard from him since so i have no idea what happened in the long run which sucks he's a great guy i just yeah you may live a happy, healthy life with it and just deal with certain issues. And you may suffer your ass off with it. You just don't know which way the ball is going to bounce for each individual person. But we got to try and do the best we can. Uh MS progresses in different patterns or disease courses depending on how it first presents and then develops. Each type of MS has a different disease course. It is common to be diagnosed with one type of MS at first and later another type if the disease course changes. Secondary progressive MS is diagnosed when people with relapse and remitting MS transition to a more steady disease progression. The phrase secondary progressive indicates that SPMS can only be diagnosed in a person who has previously had relapsing remitting MS. Whether or not their relapsing remitting MS was diagnosed, an SPMS diagnosis can only be made retroactively. This means a person must have the signs and symptoms of secondary progressive MS for six months to a year to be diagnosed. Uh, MRI results determine whether a person's SPMS is active, a person experiences relapses, or MRI shows evidence of new activity over a specified period of time, or non-active, no new MS activity is detected. Based on the expanded disability status scale, EDSS, SPMS is further described as with progression, A person experiences worsening disability over time, whether or not their MRI shows new activity or they experience relapses and without progression where a person's level of disability has not increased. Uh, Primary progressive MS and secondary progressive MS are both progressive types of multiple sclerosis multiple sclerosis, SPMS develops in people who have previously had 
RRMS. People with PPMS experience progressive MS from the beginning without any periods of remission. RRMS is characterized by a series of flare-ups or relapses, followed by periods where symptoms cease, also known as remission. Sometimes this pattern of relapse and remission gives way to more steadily progressing form of the disease, SPMS, which is characterized by a steady worsening of neurological function and increased disability. Sometimes people diagnosed with SPMS experience relapses as well as periods of less disease activity. Uh, Symptoms of SPMS can be grouped into broad categories, motor symptoms, cognitive symptoms, symptoms that affect other aspects of the body. And it's just, basically it could be your symptoms that we have with relapsed and remitting MS and just be advanced into secondary progressive MS. But I am running out of time. I just wanted to do a 30 minute episode this week to get something in i might do another one later this week but yeah that's the basics just talk with your doctor see where you're at find out what meds to be on and all that wonderful stuff and where you're at and get your mris and all that done just so you can keep up on things but be good to yourself be good to everybody else kick the shit out of monster keep following under the color of ms and we will get back to you again soon Take care. Bye.